It's your boy, Next Generation America Podcast. You may ask about the uh, coronavirus, which is very well under control in our country. Hold on. I'm Mike Pence. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. I wrote the damn bill. Hi, this is Amy. Beware of the Libertarian Party hit squad. What's, what's something that you always marry? Because people have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. Well, I'm a crook. All right, this is not a test. This is episode 134 of Next Generation America. I'm your co-host, Corey Foister, and with me today is our returning champion, Clint Combs. The first time, Clint, you've been on the show in over, I believe, a year and a half. So first, yeah. how are you doing? And my second question after you uh, tell us what you've been up to, uh, let me – I want your hot take on this past summer. Like, uh, do you think Donald Trump has helped or hurt his chances to get reelected this November? I think he he's, like, definitely – helping his chances just because his opponent's Joe Biden. Like, as long as your opponent's Joe Biden, like, you always got a fighter's chance because Joe Biden's 75 years old or whatever. He's, like, old. He can't remember um, what office he's running for. He said, like, one time he was running for the Senate of South South Carolina. Carolina. (laughs) Or, like, he'll, like, mention Corn Pop or what else does he do? He mentions Corn Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he hung around with a bunch of bad boys. <laughs> that was absolutely wild. But no, you know, a lot of these people, a lot of the talking heads on the, you know, the media, you listen to them, and they say, "Oh, what Donald Trump's low approval rating has to do with COVID nineteen and things started to unravel." Uh, about early June, but for me, I don't even think it's really COVID-19. I don't think people are really, they should be upset over COVID-19, but you know what I think really made him have a terrible summer? His awful response to uh, George Floyd, his death. It was just very tone deaf uh, to, you know, instead of backing Black Lives Matter, because he could have just, you know, did an empty symbolic gesture and be like, yes, Black Lives Matter, and then just went back to doing Donald Trump things. But he couldn't even do that. And, you know, over the summer, uh, you know, one of the uh, legendary congressmen, John Lewis, passed away. He wouldn't even go down the street to, uh, you know, attend any of the ceremonies to see his uh, casket lie in state. And it's just like, you know... It's just weird how he couldn't separate that, yeah, John Lewis said some mean things about Donald Trump, and yeah, you know, they were on different sides of the political aisle, but at the same time, this guy made history. I mean, he He's was a living legend. history for 82, 83 years. Uh, John Lewis passing away a couple yep. of uh, weeks ago. And, you know, I, I really think that a lot of people kind of woke up, a lot of white people that, don't really care much for Donald Trump, but they're like, ah, these liberals, you know, these libtards, they're, you know, overreacting. Donald Trump is not racist. You know, you're just seeing things that are not there. And I really think that was the part where, like, you know, the oblivious part of white America that actually 
is not racist or unwillingly realize that what they do is racist, uh, you know, and supports the, uh, you know, racial institution, I think they realize that, oh my gosh, you know what? The liberals were right. Donald Trump is racist. Um, but Clint, uh, it, it, you know, kind of moving on from Donald Trump's terrible, no good summer, how do you think he's going to be able to turn this around? Because right now in the polls, Joe Biden's leading anywhere between four to 10, 11 percentage points. I still see some polls out there that are a, uh, a double digit lead for Joe Biden. So my question is to you, how does, does Donald Trump come back and how does he do it? He does or does it. Joe Biden pull the classic Democrat move of fucking it up and snatching defeat from the jaws of victory? How, what I happens? Just, uh, I, I think, I think neither candidate really wants to win. Like, like, like Donald Trump, when Kamala Harris was announced as Biden's VP, his biggest President Trump's biggest criticism against uh, Kamala Harris was she said mean things about Joe Biden when she's like, "Joe, I was that girl on that bus." She even had T-shirts made before the debate, you know. So she had that plan, and then Joe Biden picks her, and then she's okay with it, and so now she's. It's just weird. It's weird yeah, the, because Joe Biden, Joe Biden, like during a pandemic, you know, you ask him like, "Are you in favor of Medicare for all?" He says no, and then Donald Trump's running against Joe Biden, who stays in his basement, somehow can't get above like can't can't get him from under like ten digits. Like like you you gotta get under this ten to two digit lead. Like what is he doing? Like I I think the way he could do it is definitely if he uh. If he goes and, like, he's not even running the same 2016 campaign. He's running the campaign he would have ran against Bernie Sanders. Radical leftist wants to raise your taxes. It's a stupid, that's a stupid, that's Mitt Romney 2012. That's exactly his campaign. His campaign was Mitt, his campaign right now is Mitt Romney 2012. Yeah. It's sad. It's I sad. Because cause he, because, like, I think a lot of Trump supporters will understand why a lot of Democrats were frustrated with Hillary in 2016 when she couldn't find Wisconsin or Michigan enough on the map. I think Donald Trump's biggest problem, he doesn't, he, he's just as lost as much as Biden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember Hannity, like a month ago, asked yeah. him, what are your plans for a second term? And he's talked about, oh, well, you know, I never lived in Washington until we moved in here after Inauguration Day. And it's like, that wasn't the question, bro. It's like, what are your plans? Like, what policy do you want to pass? And it's like, this is the first time in American history, as much as I did not like Bush and stuff, at least he had a plan. Yeah. I mean, at least he was like, yeah, you know, gut Immigrant. Social Security and privatize it. Immigration reform was uh, George W. Bush's. <laughs> and privatized Social Security yeah, also. Those two, were his two, two big biggest, plans. Two biggest ones. That's yeah. why he won New Mexico and Colorado was yeah. because he said, I, I, I want to do immigration reform. Yeah. And you know what fucked that up? Republic. Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. I mean, Hurricane Katrina really derailed George Bush, and he could never get back to that point. Because a lot of people forget when he won uh, the 2004 election, he was pretty strong. I mean, he beat Kerry. Let's not forget, he's the last Republican to win the popular vote. And I bring up the popular vote because if this was just a contest to see who would win the popular vote, 
Oh, he uh, we w- it would already be over with. It would be Biden in a landslide. Because I think Biden can honestly do better than Hillary Clinton can. I think he could probably get 4 million votes. I don't understand why back in 2016 some people thought like, oh, maybe Donald Trump, you know, Hillary Clinton's going to win the Electoral College, but Donald Trump might win the popular vote. And it's just like, well, how the hell were people thinking that? Because, you know, four of the, uh, or three of the four most populated states, or I should say three of the five most populated states, are heavily Democratic. you got California, New, New York, York, and Illinois. And, you know, Florida, it's always going to be 50-50. Like, you know, do you want to be punched in the nuts? Half the population is going to say yes. Half the population is going to say no. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like you want to kill puppies, it's going to be 50-50 just about. Like yeah. they can't decide. They're split on everything. They're split on everything. Um, They're split on know. between the McRib and like, the McGriddle. It's <laughs> and you see. And Texas, the McRib and then – or your pet your yeah. pet uh, pair Keaton and Couchy. I mean it's like do you want the McRib or do you want to eat your pet Couchy? It's <laughs> like I don't know, man. That's a really tough thing. We know so Couch is doing better, by the way. Yeah, but the McRib, <laughs> let's be honest, the McRib's only back for a limited time, so that parakeet's just going to have to go. <laughs> well, inside joke there. And, of course, Texas uh, has been trending blue for the past uh, 10 years. Uh, you know, I don't think Texas is going to go blue this year. I think Joe Biden can continue to make inroads uh you know a little bit skeptical because beto almost beat ted cruz i think he yeah. went uh to he lost it by 2.4 percentage points uh you know but then you saw beto go on to uh run for president and that was an absolute shit show and it makes you wonder you know was it more beto and democrats are making inroads there or is it just because texas hate donald trump and they hate even more Ted Cruz. So it's kind of hard to see, you know, the trend lines there. But I think one red state that, you know, hasn't voted Democrat since Bill Clinton that could uh, flip and uh, be blue this year is uh, Arizona. I'm a little yeah. bit skeptical about Georgia. Uh, you know, Georgia has a better chance at flipping than Texas. And, um, you know, North Carolina, I think that's probably going to be the deciding state because that state right now. You know, I, I don't believe the polls that Biden is up by like four percentage points in Florida. I just don't buy that. Yeah. But um, I think whoever wins North Carolina is probably going to end up winning the uh, the overall election, getting over 270 electoral votes. But, um, you know, let's talk about the post office. What do, you, what do you make of that thing? I mean, Donald Trump's basically saying that, you know, it, you know, he, he says if everybody votes by mail then Republicans can't win. And that's just crazy. That's like the admission that, you know, for the last decade, Republicans are like, no, you know, it's it's because of security. And here Donald Trump just comes out and finally says it. Says what, you know, Democrat, that's the crazy thing about Donald Trump because this year during this pandemic, he has just like let every dirty secret, not that it's really a dirty secret, it's pretty well he known says the secret, quiet parts you know? out loud. Yeah, he the says quiet the quiet parts, quiet that parts out loud. should say out loud. He says it out loud for him. That's another reason why I think Trump wins. It's just because, like, he, he, I, I don't think Joe, I think Joe Biden has the fight in him. I don't think he wants it. I don't think Donald Trump even wants it either. But I just don't think Biden wants it. I don't think, I think he, he just wants to, like, relax, stay home. You know, he he's well past his mental peak. So you know, 
Democrats, they, they had, God, you know, you think about it, like all these other candidates outside of Bernie, who, who was Biden's like toughest opponent, because, you know, what's his name, Mayor Pete? Mayor yeah. Pete, I don't know if he... I don't know. He, he's more mentally stable than Biden. Oh, yeah. he was under fifty. I mean, under fifty or under fifty-five, because I don't know where Cory Booker is exactly in age, but I know he's under fifty-five. Yeah. You have Cory Booker, Tulsi you have Harris, Harris. you have uh, Mayor Pete, uh, Eric, uh, the congressman from uh, California. Um, I can't Eric think of his Schwal- name. Right? Yes, well, yeah, I think he's from Massachusetts. It was a California guy. Uh, so those both of those congressmen were under. Uh, 55, Beto, I think, was yeah. only like 49 Beto, or 51. Tulsi. Tulsi was the youngest one up there. She was oh, yeah, Tulsi she was. was. barely old enough to run. Uh, Andrew Yang. Andrew, Andrew Yang, Yang, yeah. Which I find very interesting. Andrew Yang originally when because uh, the Democratic uh, National Convention's going on this week. Yeah. Uh, originally, he was left off. Him and Michael Bloomberg were left off uh, as speaker, yeah. but they were both put back on. I don't think they – you know, that's the whole thing about Biden that disappoints me. It's like, why bring Michael Bloomberg back? Yeah. Because he screwed over his staffers. He said he was going to help Democrats even if he didn't win the nomination. And he just, you know, goes AWOL. And here Biden, that, see, that's the thing. I, I think that showcase a little weak. I think Joe Biden, the thing that scares me is once if he wins, I just fear that he's naive. And that naive, he's going to be weak just like Obama. Where it's like, hey, the Republicans are going to work with me. And, you know, the only thing that gives me a ray of hope, because I know Joe Biden listens a lot to Barack Obama, and he saw what happened to Barack Obama as his, you know, number two man. Uh, You know, he saw fucking uh, Obama get totally uh, railroaded, you know, in the Congress. You know, uh, when Obama was given the eulogy for uh, John Lewis last month, he talked about ending the filibuster. And I think that's really what Democrats are going to have to do. They're going to have to, uh, you know, in the filibuster yeah. when it they, comes to they the won't Supreme like it. Court. Democrats nominee. won't like it if they lose the Senate. If the Democrats lose the Senate, they won't like the idea of, like, not having a filibuster. But you also don't like it when you have the majority in the Senate and you can't get nothing done. Oh, yeah. You get, 50, yeah. You get 51, 52 seats in the Senate, you know, and you still can't get anything done, you know? Here's my, um, not foolproof, but a solid idea of how you do it. And how you try to keep the majority. Okay, so you nuke the filibuster because you're going to have to nuke it to get this done. You, you nuke it, and the first thing you do, it one of the first thing. I mean, obviously, you help out with COVID-19. You send everybody a check. You, you know, um, everything else, emergency when it comes to COVID-19. But what you do is you grant D.C. statehood. <laughs> and, you know, even though some Marvel fans are going to be unhappy about that, so you yeah. grant D.C. statehood, yeah. and then you go to Puerto Rico and you make them a state as well. Make Guam and the Virgin Islands yeah. a state, too. I make think they Island should vote. Yeah, I, they should Ask definitely. Ask them if they like, want to whole... be, be a state. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because maybe they don't want to. I mean, the only reason why I keep on bringing up Puerto Rico, because they voted time and time again. Because they want to be a state, and it's not even close. I mean, it's like 90 to 7 with like 3% saying, ah, we, we're not sure. We're just, you know, voting present. Um, but uh, but no. So Imagine having you, a sports team in. So yeah, like have Guam and the Virgin Islands. Yeah. You know, just what, what do you want to be? Do you want to just be your own independent nation and stuff? But the whole territory idea 
is so 1800s. Like, yeah. it just needs to end. It should have ended last century. I mean, this is just so... I don't maybe barbaric is like the wrong you term, know but it's very United outdated. States, you know, it makes the United States a better country overall when they get when when they become a state. Like when Alaska became a state, when Russia gave it to us, it's like Russia's like, well, there ain't shit here, so uh, you guys can have it, you know. And then next thing you know, there's a shit ton of oil in Alaska. Oh yeah. You know what? You know what Alaskans get? They get a UBI. I think it's like a hundred dollars a month or a hundred dollars. Something like that, right? They get a UBI in Alaska because that oil is so rich. That industry is so rich up there. So, you know, you never know what resources Puerto Rico might have. It has some ports and stuff. Um, you know, it's closer to South America. You know, it, it, it's really good, especially especially if you have, like, any foes in the region. I don't think we really do, but still, yeah. why not? Why not make it a state? I mean, it's the right thing to do, but also... When it, especially when it comes to D.C., that's going to be two guaranteed Democratic senators. And Puerto Rico, let's be honest, now that the Republicans are gung-ho, like they will not get off of just chasing the white vote, the white, uneducated male vote, Puerto Rico isn't full of that, you know? They're not full of fucking white people that has a, you know, a Who Farted shirt on from Walmart. So they're not going to be able yeah. to connect as long as the Democrats find two stable, liberal politicians to run. They're going to win. Yeah. I mean, they're going to win. I mean, granted, they, Puerto Rico has in the past, within the last 10 years, elected a Republican uh, governor down there. So they are open to the Republican Party, but that was before Trump. You know, that was before, you know, yeah. uh, his war on pretty much anybody who isn't a uh, white straight person. Um, yeah, that's really sad, though, because the Republican Party, they've done that autopsy in 2012. They're like, uh, you know what? We need to reach out to, like, Hispanic voters. Yeah, and I wish and they, they would have. And, and they kind of, like, done a 180, and now they got people like John Kasich speaking at the Democratic National Convention. It's it's like, what the fuck? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, you and know, I wish they would have. their future. They really are. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're Morgan mortgaging their future they're going for now they're going for broke now they're throwing they're fucking winning this game let's just say this okay to use a sports analogy yeah they got a supreme court justice they're in the afc championship okay their quarterback has a broke leg okay and they stick him back out there because they want to go to super bowl and they need this fucking hail mary and shit like that and he throws the hail mary they fucking you know get the touchdown they win the fucking game, but your quarterback, after he threw that, got hit, and now both his legs are broken. There's no fucking way. Or maybe yeah. I shouldn't say broken. His leg is sprang, and it becomes a broken leg. And now, what do you do in the Super Bowl? That's the thing. Ten years down the road, they're going to be fucked. Because you're going to have, let's be honest here, you're going to have two generations. Because the majority of millennials, we remember George Bush lying us in to a war with Iraq. Yeah. We remember the fucking Great Recession. And now you have the generation coming up now that's in college that's, you know, starting to look for jobs, their first job, um, you know, after college. And now you got Donald Trump and that, you know, going after transgendered people, going after anybody who isn't white, going after gay people, uh, you know, can't just say a simple black life matter, um, you know, doing a, a symbolic thing like that. Yeah. And, 
you know, uh, then you got the fucking pandemic. You got Donald Trump saying that, oh, you know, we don't need another stimulus check because uh, the American public, we're doing good. The economy bouncing back. And it's just, that's not, you know, if yeah. that's not a Joe Biden ad, by the way, then fuck Joe Biden for yeah. real. Because that's like, that's, that's another a thing Daisy that Trump, girl commercial that's right another there. That's thing nuclear. That, Trump could do that, that he could win. Like he could, he could get another coronavirus relief bill. And then, like, if they send out another $1,200 check, he, what he should do is veto it say, you know what, give me three months. Give me, you know, give me, you know, August, September, October, November. Give me four months of uh, of $1,200 paychecks. I mean, fuck it. You already spend a lot of money now. You might as well go, I mean, you really want to win the election? Four months. And then, like, on election day, say, you know what? I was able to get, you know, a $1,200 check for four months. Uh, you reelect me again, I can get you a $1,200 check, you know, yeah. until the pandemic's over. But and he won't do it. That's he a won't pay. do it, and Joe Biden won't do it. Dude, it's that's a better crazy. game plan than what he currently is running on. Because I'll be honest with you, like two months ago, or even a month ago, he was running on Save Our Confederate Statues and stuff yeah. like that. And for anybody who lives in a union state, it's like, well, who gives a fuck? I mean, yeah. I'm a fucking, you know, I'm from Ohio. We weren't part of the Confederacy. and But here's the thing. I don't know what he's running on right now. And, okay, if I was hired today as Donald Trump's campaign manager, this is what I do, dude. And I, I want your opinion on if you think it's a good idea or not. But um, here's what I do. Okay, so first off, I tell him to get rid of Mike Pence because you're going <laughs> – to get the white male vote, you're going to get the Christian vote. They're yeah. not. They're, they only vote on one issue, and you know what that one issue is? It's abortion. It's, you have to be pro-life, okay? And the Republican Party is filled with pro-lifers. I can't, I can't think of one pro-choice Republican that is still in office. I, wait, actually, I just thought of one. I think Susan Collins might be pro-choice. She is. Uh, and Lisa Murkowski out there in Alaska. I think she might be pro-choice also, but don't quote me on that. So you got two female senators, but the rest of them, Blackburn in Tennessee, strictly pro-life. Uh, uh, Joni Ernest out there in Iowa, strictly pro-life as well. Um, so this is what I would do. I would go to Donald Trump and say, okay, Harris is the nominee, okay? We need to stop being the old white male party and the old orange male party. And, you know, you need to let Pence go. You, you got to basically get an agreement from him that he wouldn't bash you and that he'll endorse you. And he can serve the rest of your first term as your vice president. And in return, he would give you uh, or, you know, you give him. Uh, any endorsement for a future race, like if he wanted to run in 2024, Donald Trump would sign right on the dotted line saying, I'll totally support you and stuff. But in return for Pence doing that, he would blame Pence for the botched uh, COVID-19 yeah. response because he was the guy. He put yeah. Pence in charge yeah. of it, and I thought he was going to be the fall guy. I literally thought Donald Trump was sitting that up so he could pick somebody else. And just how all crazy he is. I mean, it's probably not going to happen now just because the convention is here in two yeah. weeks for the Republicans. And, you know, I, I can imagine him playing musical chairs, you know, within the next 10 days. But he is he desperate, should. you know, with his low approval ratings, his low polling numbers right he now. Should he should replace him, though. Here's the thing. South Dakota governor, Christine Knoll, I believe that's her uh, name or okay. no, no, uh, 
Nomi or whatever. Uh, but the the female white female uh, well obviously white because she's Republican, but uh, the female governor of South Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Kristen. Uh, Noel or something like that. I can't think of her name, but she would be your vice president, okay? Because you have to get your numbers up when it comes to female voters. He is getting killed with female it's voters. So weird Joe Biden's carrying it by like. In 2016, he was killing it with yeah against with, a woman with white with white women white yeah. women yeah. Now Biden's winning white women's by about eight percentage points right there. Uh, trying to, you're, you're looking up the name right here. Yeah, Governor of South Dakota. You think it would pull up right here? Wow, the Governor of South Dakota barely makes a hundred thousand dollars. Right there, right there. That's her. Talk about how much she makes because she's a woman. Right? <laughs> God damn. But yeah, I mean, she's the perfect. She's the perfect uh, person for it. I mean, she's, uh, you know, a total pro-Trumper. The only other person I could maybe see being a solid vice presidential pick is uh, Nikki Haley, but I don't think yeah. Nikki Haley would take it because I think Nikki Haley's already looking for, uh, you know, looking towards 2024, and I think she kind of realizes that most parties, after they serve eight years, it's kind of, you know, kind of hard when to run for a third term regardless, but especially when you are, uh, you know, the vice president and stuff like that, you usually, you know, after eight years, it's like, ah, let's try a different party, um, the last successful vice president to take over after eight years was uh, George H.W. Bush for Ronald Reagan. But, okay, so I'd do that. You would have, you know, a female running mate uh, that actually has intelligence. So she wouldn't be like Sarah Palin. Uh, so at least you would hope not. I, I, I'll admit I don't know a, a whole lot about her. So she could actually be another Sarah, Sarah Palin just waiting to happen. But, um she definitely seems to, uh, you know, she's pro-life, so the Christian conservatives right there, uh, she has the support of the Susan B. Anthony list. So there you go, 100% anti-abortion uh, voting record. We're looking at her uh, record right here. So, I, I mean, she's everything that Donald Trump uh, and the Republicans love. I mean, and, but she has a yeah. vagina over a wrinkly old dick. And, I mean, it just, it just it's, it's a home run. And then what you would do for the next, uh, gosh, sixty some days left left of the campaign is uh, you you cut a deal, like you said, a stimulus check. You send everybody in this country a check for like two thousand dollars, and you say, hey, you like it, you know, or you know what, you make it to where people get that money the week before the election. Yeah. And guess what else you do the week before the election? Because in my scenario, I also had Joe Biden fucking up his vice presidential <laughs> pick. But now, that the thing, as a liberal, I don't like Harris. But I will say, as somebody who likes horse races, Harris is hard to attack because this is why. This is why. Harris is, if you're going to attack Harris, her biggest weakness is that she jailed a bunch of people over minor marijuana offenses, but the Republican Party support that. They yeah. like that. It's the libertarians yeah. and the that's, Democrats that, that don't. That's the one thing. If I was Donald Trump, if I'd be like, I yeah. want, I'd be like, I legalize marijuana right now. Realize I know. That's oh literally God. what that's he should do. Election. Yeah. Like that's why I don't understand why he banned vaping. Because that's a win. Like you ban vaping thing. and you yeah. ban TikTok. It's like he doesn't want to get these young voters. Like, yeah. I don't like TikTok. I don't like vaping. I don't like marijuana. 
So this is my evil plan now. So you get a female vice president. You fuck more with the postal service. You you do everything you can to slow down the mail. And he's doing a pretty good job at that. I I give them credit for that. I'm totally against it. But, you know, if I was Donald Trump's campaign manager, I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, I'm (laughs) sipping on a Dr. Pepper being like, fuck yeah, man. Okay, so this is the evil plan. The final week of the campaign, you hope that Donald Trump can just hold his own during the um during the debates i would argue that come october you should get the uh, woman who came out against uh, biden saying that he sexually assaulted Tara her Reed. yeah i would get her try to get do anything i possibly could to get her endorsement get her out there with you wow. at a podium blasting uh, joe biden kind of like like she time. did in 2016 yeah, to, to, uh, Hillary, to bill clinton oh my to god clinton. yeah he had yeah. five people that's so genius okay he so, needs to rehire steve bannon or hire you oh yeah but that's a steve bannon thing here's yeah. the evil plan though and i kind of i'm afraid to say this because i don't want him to actually do it but this is what he do okay so his big war <laughs> donald trump i know you're listening do it <laughs> <laughs> so there's a big war with social media okay yeah and that gets the base fucking drummed up and pissed off like nothing else you know what you do fucking four days before the election or three days so you know the fact checkers and the journalists can't you know fact check and figure out exactly what the fuck happened like better yet 48 hours before the election okay donald trump on purpose deletes his twitter account and then fucking goes out there in the rose garden of the white house and say you know, conservative voices are being fucking censored. Twitter just deleted my fu- or yeah, Twitter just deleted my account. You know, they're gonna fucking take away free speech. You gotta vote for me. And, and what would wow. really work good is if Ginsburg dies during that final week, and he says, "Because if Ginsburg dies, <laughs> then it's like, come on, conservatives, we can finally ban abortion." <laughs> but if she's doing okay and you haven't heard anything during that speech. You put out that early that week that Ginsburg is like, because Donald Trump has no problem lying. He lies about his Twitter account being deleted. And then literally within the last 72 hours, he said that he has information that Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg is on life support and that she's going to fucking die. Or she's in hospice. Hospice would be fucking better because, I mean, that's the thing. Fact checkers are going to say, that's not real, that's not real, but his base is going to always believe him. And it's perfect, because it's like, you got a surefire pick, Ginsburg's going to fucking die, and he, he can replace her by Christmas, they're going to yeah. think, and that conservative, or I mean, uh, social media, just censored, you know, their their daddy, you know, their, their yeah. papa, you know, it's like, how dare you censor Let's be honest here, our, our cult leader, I mean, he's not a politician, he's a cult leader at this, or not even this point, for the last four years. Um, what do you think of that? I mean, I think that, because he, he's going to have to go evil Republican, like, dirty Republican. He should just win kill the internet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> kill the internet 24 hours before the election. And then just go, and then, like, it'd be like old school 1999, you know, 1996 type shit. He gonna have to, you know, do a Bob Dole and not fall through the table. But he, he'd have to like go on the TV, like, listen, I got word that you know these low lifers are protesting in the street and then shutting down the internet. That would be my like my yeah. my version of your plan would be that plan because that would get people wild up. 
I really don't want him to do this. I, I really don't want anybody. He to could like, literally shut down the cities like two days before yeah. the election. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, also another thing, we haven't even thought about this and all these people playing out all these doomsday scenarios. We forgot about this, especially during a pandemic. And it doesn't even actually have, have to happen. But he could say two days before the, or 48 hours before the election, holy fuck. There's a terrorist attack that's going to happen. We got information. I can't share this information because if I share it, they're going to fucking like release the bomb now and stuff like that. We're hunting for him. Or he should so like he could basically his, what fake. What if he fakes his kidnapping? Like he <laughs> walks like Fargo. <laughs> like Fargo. Yeah. He just goes Fargo. Fuck yourself. No. <laughs> he just walks up to the back of the White House and goes and they like Camp David for a week, and then like. Mike Pence goes missing. Just fuck with people. See, that's why I can't be president. I just fuck with people. I'd be like, yeah, I got kidnapped. Yeah, I got heart surgery. I don't know. Uh, he could also say that he was almost assassinated, you know. Yeah, but that's like some limitless. But yeah, that yeah. would probably come out there pretty quick, though, at the same time. But I, I think, you know, him deleting his account, that's easy because all you have to do is go into settings and it's like, do you want to delete your account? Put in your password and boom, it's gone. Um, I think his ego, he probably wouldn't do it, so that's very unlikely because he doesn't want to lose all those followers. But if he wants a second term, he could get those followers back. Definitely. Doesn't he have two Twitter accounts, one for the presidency? Yeah, yeah. one for the presidency. He yeah. could just delete the uh, POTUS one, at yeah. POTUS. He and totally like, could do that. Yeah. yeah. But I think everybody looks at the real Donald Trump one, so people would be like, well, you know, you're, you know, your real Donald Trump one's there. You weren't really using POTUS. Like, I don't think he actually uses that one at all. And that, that seems to be the White House staff, you know? Yeah, if I was him, I would, I would try to get stuff Like, dude, that's out. crazy. Yeah. Like, I have at Corey Foister. Like, if I was president of the United States, do you think I'm using at Corey Foister? Like, fuck no. I'm using <laughs> at POTUS all the time. Like, man, yeah. I'm eating chicken nuggets at POTUS. Like, fucking, <laughs> I don't give a I'm taking a big shit right now at POTUS. Yeah, like, why, I, does he, why does he use his real account? Why not use yeah. the president's account? I mean, motherfucker, you want the presidency. I mean, Is it like a security thing, maybe? No, like, you no, can't use it he, on his phone? He wants wants to use his name, dude. If he's going to write a tweet, he wants his name all over it. He, even the fucking user tag. That's that like, is nuts. What man. if that's like if Warren Davidson would just use his original account, not Representative Davidson? Yeah, I mean, I, I would be Representative Foister. I mean, fuck I yeah, with the blue yeah. check mark and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, god damn, man. It's crazy. Why don't you? Why does Vanessa not have a blue check mark and you don't? It's like uh, they started like, doing it in 2018. God yeah. Damn. Dude, it's crazy to think that four years ago, 2016, it was a wild, wild west, and it was just, anything could go. I mean, I was thinking about what I would do differently. It was funny. I was actually, this is half a joke, but half actually true. I kind of wish I would have put, like, advertisement on Pornhub, because you realize how much fucking exposure that would have got? Like, uh, holy yeah. shit, you know? What you Jocelyn Beccaro's head would have fucking exploded, but still. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Marxist. Yeah, <laughs> that, that blogger is funny when he called her a Marxist. I thought that was funny. He's like, I didn't know Marxists live in Butler County, and then he said, but there's the uh, he kept mentioning the various like porn shops and stuff like that. Yeah, he was like, there, there's a uh, oh, there's New Miami, Ohio. There's Trenton, Ohio. He's like, there's like all these like unattractive places in Butler County, and he's just like railing and railing and railing. I thought that that's so weird. Like, is that 
David uh, Ethratty. Yeah. Is that who that? Yeah. Yeah, he ran for like uh, Dayton City Council a bunch of times uh, up there in Dayton, Ohio. And there's a lot of people who don't like him. There's actually a Facebook group literally called Fuck David Ethratty. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, he's he doesn't seem like he's very well liked. But um, no, uh, real quick, I want to talk about the U.S. Senate. Uh, here's some U.S. Senate polls. Uh, these are by public uh, policy polling. In Iowa, you got Greenfield, the Democratic challenger, leading Senator uh, Joni Ernest, uh, 48 to 45. In Georgia, you got Ossoff, who ran in uh, Georgia's, I think, congressional district yep, in 2017, um yeah. yeah in 2017 he is in a tie with uh senator david purdue uh in maine you got collins down to democratic challenger sarah guidon i believe is how you pronounce her Giddon, uh 49 to 44 percent and the terrence group uh, i believe that is a republican leaning firm uh, and Michigan has Senator Peters up uh, 49 to 44%. That's actually the best uh, poll I've seen for Republican challenger uh, John James, who uh, did pretty good back in 2018. Uh, Clint, do you think Democrats um, have enough uh, you know, competitive seats out there to win back the U.S. Senate? And do you think they hold Alabama, or do you think Alabama is still a lost cause? Oh, I'm sorry, Alabama. I'm sorry. Nah. Uh, Alabama, forget about it. It's yeah. so weird because you got, I don't, this is why I don't understand, like, geographical politics. Like, in the state of Kentucky, you got Governor Bashir, but they vote for Mitch McConnell. It's so fucking weird. Or in Ohio, we voted for Obama twice in Ohio, yeah. but we had John Kasich, and now we have Governor DeWine. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, what the fuck? And we are reelected uh, Sherrod Brown also. Yeah, so yeah. so it's weird. Like, like there has to be like ticket splitting where people are like, you know, I like Trump's trade policies, and I'll. Uh, and that's probably what it is. It's like people in Ohio, are like, yeah, man, Trump, he'll fucking he'll fuck NAFTA in the grave. He'll end the TPP, and then like, I'm not voting for Renassi. I'm voting for Sherrod Brown. I think that's the thought process of a lot of voters. Is like. There's like good ticket splitting. Like I think I think like Hillary Clinton is she was president. I think like people would like ticket split and vote for like Mitt Romney. Oh yeah. Or like John Kasich. Yeah. Like if, if Hillary like, Clinton wanted... was running right now for re-election, oh my god, she would probably be in a worse spot than uh, Trump. where fucking Donald Trump is right now. Yeah. And Republicans probably have a decent shot at winning sixty seats. I think we would probably have. Uh, Senator Josh Mandel, he would have probably beat uh, Sherrod Brown. Or yeah. Senator maybe DeWine. Well, nah, DeWine was going to run for governor anyway, but uh, yeah, I think maybe a Senator John Kasich. But but no, I, I think Democrats probably do. You know, I think Doug yeah. Jones is probably going to lose by a smaller margin than what we all think, but it's still probably going to be a landslide, but he could make it maybe a a nine-point loss over what we were thinking was closer to almost a 20-point loss. I like um, my favorite part about that whole election is, like, in a victory party, he he played a song, Teach Me How to Dougie, his <laughs> name's Doug Jones. I just thought that was fucking childish and pretty funny at the same time. <laughs> I was like, it's kind of cute. Like, he, he knows how to play with his name. Yeah. But, yeah, that that's really – but he won 98% of the African-American vote. 
you know. That's pretty wild. And that 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 was really good. He won a majority of the women vote. You know, it's just I'm trying to think like what is you know, you get these this is why you don't run shit candidates. Like that's why I don't like to run people like Joe Biden for president. So I feel like yeah. they fuck it up. They, they fuck it up. Like, like. How do you think? Where would you think uh, Bernie Sanders would be right now? Bernie Sanders. Would yeah. How do you think he would be polling compared to Joe Biden? And where do? You, how do you think? Trump would use the same attacks that he's that he's using against uh, Harris. That's why it doesn't matter who you pick. If you're mm-hmm. a Democrat, Trump's gonna call you a leftist. Yeah. A so radical. just pick the best candidate. And I feel yeah. like we we left it on the table. I feel like. Bernie Sanders like was the best candidate. I, I honestly think Sanders would have picked. I honestly think he would have picked Warren. Either that Elizabeth or, Warren or, or Nina Turner. Yeah, but I think he goes with Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, just because she has a higher profile. No offense to Nina Turner, but she's just uh, out. She hasn't served. Her highest office was uh, or he state could, senator, I believe. Or he could pick like Attorney General uh, Ellen, El- Keith Ellison. He could have picked her and have like. Uh, have Liz Warren be uh be the Treasury Secretary. Yeah, who you got out there, Ro uh Rokon? Yeah. I really like him. I, I do like him. He's a solid representative out there in California. Uh obviously AOC, she's not old enough. She just recently uh turned, I believe, thirty one. Uh and you have um oh gosh, uh, Japal or what Japal Yeah. yeah. Out her there and, in her uh, and Congressman Davidson. We live in Davidson's district. Her and Davidson worked on a bill to uh, stop the NSA uh, surveillance powers. That's yeah. so weird. Kudos to both of them, especially That's to so Davison, because that you know, John, especially during the Bush years, yeah, that John, was seen as a yeah. you know a traitor. You yeah, know, John you're working Boehner, for the terrorists. Congressman John Boehner called called Edward Snowden a traitor, and you know, you know, and and fucking Davidson, he that, that's balls. Now that I think about it, yeah. And since you brought up uh, Edward Snowden, you know, I I know you've been following Edward Snowden a lot the past um, four or five years. Uh, Do you think Donald Trump is sincere about pardoning Edward Snowden, or do you think he's just trying to get some votes? I I don't even think it's that. I think he's. You think it's a fuck you to the uh, intelligence agencies? He's just telling the CIA and the FBI and all this to go fuck himself? I don't think he has it in him to do that because, like, in 2018, he signed a bill that expanded those surveillance powers. I just think he wants to have the same surveillance powers that Obama had on him. Like, like, let's just say, for argument's sake, that it's true that Obama did tap his phones in Trump Tower. Just say, because there's no way we can prove that, you know. But let's just say that they did. You know, why not end that program that you were a victim of, you know? And he doesn't do it. Like, that's why I don't think he wants to. I I think that it's so weird to me that the Republicans are not on that side of, like, we should pardon this guy. Because, like, the government tapping into your cell phones, reading all your text messages, you know, not even having to get a warrant, secret courts, all that shit, FISA 702, all that corrupt shit, you know, just a rubber stamp for, there's like 3,000 uh, court cases and only like two or three were uh, were not approved of a warrant in the secret court, you know, like, I figured the Republican Party, the party of smaller government would be completely against it, but... Lindsey Graham, he's now in Trump's ear saying, like, oh, no, you better not do it. Be a catastrophe. Be a catastrophe. 
but shout out to uh, Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey. He uh, he said that Trump should be pardoned. Um, Justin Marsh thinks that Trump should be pardoned. Um, it's it's weird. I I really hope it is sincere, but I don't think it is. I think he's too uh, he's too knee deep in other things, and I don't think he really wants to live with the results of overturning the worst powers of the security state. I think he's just like Susan Rice and Liz Cheney. Even though Liz Cheney and Susan Rice will sit there and they'll dog the president here and there, I think on this issue they're one and the same. I don't think they want to I don't think they want to piss off the security state. I think it's that deep. Um, I don't think Trump would do that. If Trump does it, I'll wear a fucking MAGA hat to the gym. I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to do I it do. either. If he fucking does it, I'll, I'll fucking, you'll see me at the gym. You're going to record me. I'll be on the steps with a fucking MAGA hat. I don't think he's going to do it, though. Yeah, I think he's trying to distract from the Democratic convention that this yeah, week. Which, by the way, the uh, ratings are in for yeah. night one of the Democratic National Convention. How'd they do 18.7 million viewers watched it uh, from 10 to 11.15 p.m. That's, uh, you know, where the major uh, speakers are. Last night it was uh, Kasich, Bernie Sanders, uh, and um, uh, Whitmer, Governor Whitmer of uh, Imagine Mich- Michigan and also Michelle Obama. I think Michelle Obama had a pretty good uh, speech. What, what were you, what'd you say? Imagine if Kasich and Bernie Sanders were on the same ticket. That would be crazy. I would hope Kasich would be vice president, though. <laughs> I, I want Bernie to be president. But uh, it fell by nearly 28 percentage points from the uh, 2016 convention. Uh, back in 2016, 25.9 million people watched versus 18.7 million people. And mind yeah. you, Hillary Clinton would go on to lose the race to Donald Trump. So that's not a uh, good sign. But then again, I don't know. How do you look at it? It's kind of like, sports you are back know. On. Sports yeah, are back sports on. are back on. Baseball. But, but then again, playoffs. you can't go inside. You can't go actually to these games. you got to watch them on TV. But then again, yeah. I don't know. I guess you're not in quarantine. There are other live events. If that was the only thing in town, then, you know. And if you they only had 18 million people. on Monday and Wednesday. And then you got baseball like, every day. Yeah, baseball every day. You got basketball throughout the week. Mm-hmm. I don't think. And hockey too. Don't forget hockey. Yeah, back. hockey too. Those empty arena games look nice though. I can't yeah. wait till tennis comes back. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think that really matters how many people viewed it. It's um, you know, uh, I still think Trump could win this thing. Uh, I th- I think he's still within striking distance. I never really take Biden seriously because he's an old man, and he, uh, the only thing he did was he got lucky in South Carolina when he won, and voters were like, oh, shit. Cause That's crazy that just one state totally determined the 2020 Democratic primary. As much hype as Iowa got, New Hampshire got, and a little bit of hype for Nevada, it ended up being South Carolina because it's like, that's the thing that I can't grasp. Okay, a huge-ass victory in South Carolina for Joe Biden. That's a lot of people. Good job. Yeah. Good job. But at the same time, Bernie had almost the same huge-ass victory in Nevada. And Joe Biden, didn't he place like 
fifth, I think, in Iowa and fourth yeah. in New Hampshire, and he was like third or fourth in Nevada. Yeah. And it's like that didn't kill him. And then he just had a huge showing in South Carolina. And it's crazy to think that they just let – they were just hoping that Biden, if he could just stay alive and win one state, they were going to tip the scale. And that's when they did it because Amy dropped out. Pete Buttigieg dropped out because, trust me, if Bernie Sanders would have just lost it by seven percentage points, Elizabeth uh, – well, of course Elizabeth Warren because she stayed in after fucking Super Tuesday. But Amy and Pete would have stayed going. Yeah. They totally would have stayed going. Um you know, it's just crazy. And I mean, crazy. Jim Clyburn, and he spoke last night, he really, fuck, he should have been vice president because he gave Joe Biden the Democratic uh, nomination. It was just wild, you know. I think it maybe at the same time, though, I don't know if he did that. I mean, if he would have backed Bernie Sanders, Bernie would have probably still lost, but he would have done way better. But yeah. Clyburn, man, he really was. It, was. it just makes you wonder... If the DNC freaked out back in the summer of 2019 and realized that Joe Biden was in a shitty position and that's who they wanted, just like how they wanted Hillary back in uh, 2016, and they learned from the whole Bernie versus Hillary thing, they were like, okay, we're going to have a firewall of South Carolina. We're going to make sure he wins, and then we're going to have all you moderates go out and basically backstab Bernie Sanders because that was orchestrated. Perfectly, and I can't believe that the Biden yeah. campaign that made some stupid missteps, as in one saying that if you don't support me and you vote for Donald Trump, then you're not black, like yeah. stupid stuff like that. You're telling me that stupid shit like that still slips out of his mouth, and they still do stupid shit, but yet they are able to orchestrate where both Amy and Pete Buttigieg dropped out within the same time, and they got fucking Beto on a plane for some reason. To endorse him while they were fucking giving him a circle jerk. It literally it was like yeah. that had to that wasn't just the Biden campaign. That was the DNC. Obama was back there pulling the string. He really was. Yeah. And I think that whole thing when Obama said, I think November of twenty nineteen or somewhere around then, he said that he thinks that the next president should be a woman. I think that was a fucking smoke screen because he didn't want people to think like, ah, that fuckers. And, you know, he hasn't, and he, and he didn't. He didn't until after it was clear yeah. Joe Biden was going to win. He, he was endorsing. He did support Biden. I really think he said that, though. People would be like, well, maybe he's going to endorse Warren. Maybe he's going to endorse Harris. Maybe he's going to endorse, well, we know not Tulsi, but uh, Amy, you know. Yeah. And I think he used that as a smokescreen so people would kind of not pay attention to them orchestrating that for Biden. Because yeah. that was just wild. That was wild. If they all that to fell into that place. And that just, that's mind-blowing. If, if, if the Republican National Convention tried to pull that shit on Donald Trump, Donald Trump be on Twitter saying that oh, yeah. this is bullshit, this is rigged, he'd have called yeah. it out. But Bernie Sanders never does it. I, I think I, the I, pandemic kind of stopped people from really questioning how the fuck that happened. Um, you know, and also we saw that in 2016, so you can't totally be surprised because, you know, fool me once, shame on you, but fool me twice, you know, if yeah. if I fucking keep on getting fooled, I'm an idiot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and also shame on me. But it's it just like, I don't know, man. You look, it's like there was no excitement for Biden. And I know Biden yeah. was basically pulling all the old fucks, but 
there had to be some people, some old fucks that had social media because those people that were, you got to remember the people that had no internet and stuff, a lot of those people died off. Like when the internet came around and these old people were 60 and now they're like, they're dead. So it's like everybody now living pretty much has had some connection with the computer, has used the computer. So it's like, I'm just amazed. Like, where did all these Biden supporters just come from? I it's crazy how that fence. dam just totally broke. Yeah, South Carolina was a state that... That killed Bernie Sanders, yeah. you know? But yeah. we had some good wins. I mean, uh, you got now going to be the, not yet, but the future Congress uh, person out there in New York. I'm trying to think of his name, uh, the teacher. Yeah. That uh, unseated that, what, 18-term Democrat. He's been in there for almost life. Uh, you know, so that's we're going to have two great progressives, AOC and him. Uh, it's sad down there. Amy McGross, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, the um, African-American candidate from uh, Louisville. He almost beat Amy McGross with only, I think he only raised like two or three million dollars. Um, hell, if they would have just, uh, you know, if Bernie and Elizabeth Warren would have endorsed them just a little bit earlier, he possibly could have beat uh, Amy McGross. I think Amy McGross, sadly, is a pretty weak candidate. But, um, you know, you got progressives popping up everywhere. So the the next big test is that you're going to have a bigger squad this time. You have the core four. You're probably going to have like a, you know, a baseball lineup. You're going to have at least like nine, you know, people in a lineup now. You got your core four and you got your overall, you know, lineup. And the next big challenge is getting one of those or or just a core four to the U.S. Senate, to the upper chamber. And you look at AOC, you know. She's going to challenge Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer, he's too powerful. Sadly, I, yeah. I just think that he, not yeah. ready, but he's old. That's the good thing. He's a better, because Gillibrand, she's relatively young. She ran for president. Uh, you know, if she wants a job, unless she gets uh, railroad, she probably has the gig for a while. Um, but no, I think the person that has the best shot moving forward is the woman, uh, Presley. Isn't that her name? From, yeah, uh, Presley. Yeah, from Massachusetts. Because look at it this way. Warren's probably going to get a cabinet position, and she should. Because depending on who wins this uh, primary, I think on September first, uh, Kennedy versus uh, Murky. Right. I think that's his name, yeah. right? Murky. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pulling for Murky because Kennedy's yeah. just running on. Hey, I got a famous last name, and I got money, that's and that's so not weird. That it that is. That Kennedy is the. Is, is the, the insider is the yeah. elitist i mean i guess they have been the insider ever yeah, since jfk but, was elected but it is weird he's the kennedys were always the rich people but they were in touch with like the middle class and stuff yeah. he could not be more out of touch and he's not he's even saying like why you know they asked him why are you running and they asked his uncle you know uh, Ted Kennedy back in 1980, and that's what killed his presidential campaign against our primary uh, challenge to uh, Jimmy Carter. I thought it, it was, was like was, uh, Chip Aquita when he murdered. Well, a little bit that too. <laughs> I mean, that Chip played a, a big part in it too. But let's not forget, he really couldn't tell you why he was running. He was just yeah. running because it's like I feel like I have to. I feel like I have to just because my two brothers did it. Now I feel like I have to do it, and it just kind of feels like 
that's why he's running because it's just like, yeah, that's what Kennedys do. We just run for, you know, higher office until we get fucking assassinated pretty much. Or we're Ted Kennedy and we just luck out, you know? Yeah. But, um, but no, you know, so you're probably going to have Kennedy run again, but he's burned a lot of bridges because if Murky wins there, uh, Murky's not going to fucking endorse Kennedy for Elizabeth Warren's open seat. So Presley, I would say go for it. Go for it now. I mean, granted, you've only been in there for two years, but look at Kennedy. He's only, I believe, been in there look for at Donald Trump. He's two or never three in politics, terms. and now he's so, a president yeah, of the United States. I would States. say go for it because, you know, it's going to be held during a non-election year, so it's going to be a special election. So if she loses that race, she could just run for Congress. She doesn't have to give up her seat. I mean, it's a win-win for progressives because if you lose, you don't lose her, and if you win— you now got uh, Senator Presley. You got a, a strong concern. Uh, my bad, liberal progressive to go along with, um, you know, Jeff Merkley out there in uh, Oregon. And uh, I would argue Sherrod Brown is not as progressive as a lot of people like to paint him as. And of course, Bernie Sanders. You would have Bernie Sanders wouldn't be completely outnumbered and just you know every so often when. Uh, Jeff Merkley wants to be. I mean, Jeff yeah, Merkley's a pretty die. solid. He's pretty he's solid progressive. He's gonna die soon, and the progressives need to build their base. Yeah, Same that's thing. why I feel like you need yeah. to get a progressive senator. You need a leapfrog on up there, and if Warren leaves, Presley, she has to take the bullet and that's uh, the go same for thing it. for Republicans, like. When Donald Trump leaves, you have nothing. You have absolutely nothing. Yeah. They were like. Unless Eric Trump or yeah, Donald Trump. Because I swear, at this point, the Republican Party is the own subsidy of the Trump uh, fucking organization. Because yeah, they're they're just like the Democrats after 2016. They were yeah, in trouble. They have no bench. They really. Do. I mean, they why got Nikki they Haley, but I just don't think Nikki Haley's going to have I don't understand. Like, like, they need to go out. Okay, so they're losing these suburban places, but they need to go out. They need to go after Tim Ryan's speech. If I'm a Republican, doesn't yeah. that make sense? Like yeah. you could. Ohio's going to lose years. a seat, and a certain politician who ran for Congress said that's going to be the eighth district. Warren Davidson's seat's going to be a race, but yeah. why would a Republican not held but dominated state house and state senate? get rid of the most conservative seat. Now, they might chip it back and make it like the plus 14 Republican and be just plus 11, but he could still hold his own. It's still going to... Democrats might be able to now break 40, but they're not going to get that Davidson's other 10 district's more conservative than Jim Jordan's district? Because uh, we got, we got Oxford, Ohio. That's got, the thing. Hamilton. What does Jim... What, what's he, a, what's I think he has district? the second most conservative. I think Davis, the ace is plus 14... And I believe Jim Jordan represents, if I'm not wrong, the 7th Congressional District. And I believe that's plus 12. Now, what you do here is that you eliminate um, uh, Tim Ryan's district. I believe that's the 13th. Yes. You cut it up to where it goes through three other conservative districts. And, yeah, one Republican's going to have to run, like, in a close district. But if you cut up Akron, you cut up Youngstown, you cut up Canton, because I believe Canton's in there too, you can make that a Republican district. And they know that. The, the candidate, well, Candace Keller won't be around anymore. She'll be trying to bomb an abortion clinic. But everybody else, <laughs> you know, all the other Republicans that didn't lose their primary because yeah. they weren't fucking complete shitbags humans, um, they'll be up there in Columbus next January. They'll be plotting. Tim, and I think that's why Tim Ryan ran. I think that's why he tried to run against Nancy Pelosi because he's living in the moment. 
because he realized he had to get a name for himself. I don't think he realized, I didn't think he thought he could win, per se. I think he was just trying to build a name for himself, because I think he might try to run for governor in 2022. I think he's going to wait, hope for the best, but then he, when he realizes, fuck, they totally fucked me out of my district, um, you know, just, uh, you know, cut his losses. Like, like they, run should, they honestly, they should be building that bench down there since then. Or so run Shen. against uh, Rob Portman. He could run against Rob Portman. He seems to like Washington. I mean, he's been there since the 90s, so, you know. They need to build a bench to, like, if I was a Republican, why can't you beat Sherrod Brown? Like, they need yeah. to build Oh, a bench. well, the Republicans have a pretty good bench. Uh, you know, that the problem was, in 2018, they knew it was going to be a Democratic year. And nobody wanted to run. Cause, I mean, look at it this way. I mean, Mike DeWine, he was governor. He wasn't going to fuck with that. You have our lieutenant governor. He's like, I just got the job. It's like, you know, why chance something? Why, you know, I can just wait here. He probably eventually wants to probably be more governor, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Josh Mandel, who I think would have been, even though he lost to Sherrod Brown in 2012, but that was also another Democratic year. It was a presidential year also. I think had Josh Mandel ran, I think he would have done better. Because here's the thing, Sherrod Brown won, yeah. but he was polling like he was going to blow it out, like win by almost double digit. Yeah. He only won that by four percentage points. That was a very lackluster. And seeing that all the other Democrats, the uh, statewide Democrats, all lost pretty badly. I mean, outside the governor's race, uh, it wasn't as bad as 2012. I mean, remember Ed Fitzgerald, the guy didn't yeah. have a fucking driver's license? Yeah. And for some reason, he was in the driver's seat of a car with some woman that wasn't his wife at night in a park. You gotta uh, go get them tests, bad. man. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> go pay, get them tests. paying for driving school. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, we've all been in that moment where... We leave our house and tell our wife we're, you know, going out for a pack of cigarettes and then get in a car that we legally can't drive, find a random woman, say, hey, get in the passenger seat and then go to a park and then get busted by the police. Yeah, nothing sketchy was going on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. all been in that situation before. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that Joe Biden is going to win the popular vote because if somebody as hateable as Hillary Clinton can win by almost three million votes, then I mean, like I said earlier, everybody since 2000 has won. Has it's been the Democrat outside of 2004, yeah. George Bush? And uh, the only reason why he won 2004, and I really believe this, because he right campaigned on immigration reform and the war on terror. Yeah, the immigration reform is what helped him carry Colorado, New Mexico. Uh, Nevada, those states right there, that Southwest, that's the reason. That's the reason why he won is because he had those. Oh yeah, he was able to pick up some Latino voters. Now, now the Republicans are kind of like boxing themselves and, in, and and don't forget Nevada too. Yeah, because Nevada was trending blue. Yep, and then uh, I don't know. I definitely, I think the the only people that learned from the George Bush era are like the Democrats because like. You know, they got John Casey speaking at the convention. So fucking weird. What the fuck is John Casey doing at a Democratic Yeah, it was weird. I remember when he was part of the, you know, the uh, Republican Revolution. Yeah. He, I think he got swept into power in 1994. I yeah. think it was Newt Gingrich's con uh, contract with America. I really do. And in uh, 2010, he was part of that, like, government assault on public sector unions and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, and now, the Tea Party, love, he was part of the Tea Party movement in 2010. Yeah. We love him now. 
Yeah. It just goes to show. And you know what? That's no mistake because the Republican Party is moving further, further right, and the Democratic Party is slowly following them. We don't have a true liberal party. We don't, we have, don't a, have a, there is no a left. There is no left in this country. Because if you're a leftist. Well, I take that back. It, it's one person that's really, it's Bernie Sanders and AOC. Yeah. But they have to, well, at least AOC, she fucks with the Democratic Party. To Bernie Sanders' credit, he doesn't. I mean, he's an independent senator, uh, the longest uh, serving independent senator in uh, U.S. Uh, Congress history, uh, you know. To be fair, though, he did fuck with the Democratic Party when he ran for president uh, in uh, 2016 and 2020. Gosh, well, <laughs> my yeah, brain's killing yeah, me there. He, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, I think the idea is if you're a lefty in this country, you want to make change, you can't really do it through, uh, you can't really do it through the Democratic Party. And if you're a right populist in this country, like if you're like a Steve Bannon type, like you want to like hit China with these stairs and stuff? Oh yeah, can't run, do it run as a Republican. Yeah, you, know? you can't. You can't like Donald Trump. Like I don't. I don't get it. Like he had a strong populist win at his back, you know. And I remember one time Steve Bannon said that uh, he wanted to tax. He was trying to get the endorsement from the teachers union. Yeah, and he wanted to tax the uh, wealthy at like forty five percent. Which is fucking weird that a Republican's saying that. And but um I think if we elect Joe Biden, I think the bigger problem is is what happens in forty eight years, you know, when there's another Trump. Like I don't know if it's Richard Spencer or Alex Jones or someone. It's gonna be some Or is that young kid that's twenty five that ran uh, that won that congressional district down there in North Carolina? He who's a uh QN uh, supporter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, he just recently on his Instagram, uh, he went to Hitler's uh, vacation home that's called the Eagle's Nest, and he referred to Adolf Hitler as the Fuhrer. And it's just like, it's crazy how, like, they don't even try to disguise it. And, you know, the whole Republican Party isn't the Nazi Party. I'll be the first to say that. Yeah. But it's wild how the Republican Party no longer pushes back against their white supremacist, you know, the extreme white the party, supremacist. The party that the of Dwight D. Eisenhower who led the, the U.S. against the Nazis yeah. in World War II. Yeah, D-Day, yeah. Yeah, a fucking, that guy, that's the party we have now. It's so like, bad yeah. that makes me wonder if Jim Condit Jr. down here in Ohio's 8th <laughs> Congressional District, if he ran just a far right, you know, just didn't even bother with the platitude and the bullshit, just like, Straight up. If he was like, a Republican candidate. Yeah, just went. blame not 9-11 on Jews, but okay, you got bad health care, it's the fucking Jews. Like, just everything. Yes. Like, make it the middle mm -hmm. class to yeah. hate the Jews. Not like just crazy conspiracy, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, hey, was your McDonald's order wrong? It's the fucking Jews. Elect me because Warren Davison doesn't give a shit. It does make wow. me wonder if he could win the nomination. And then not only that. The Butler County Republican Party and all the other, you know, Clark, uh, you know, Green, Clark, uh, yeah. Dark, all those, yeah. they would come and support, uh, you know, Jim Condit Jr. Because Jim Condit Jr. is crazy. In 2016, it was like, my God, this guy's crazy. And now, here in 2020, it's like, 
I'm seeing so many of these Jim Condit Jr. Like Jim Condit Jr., I thought he was just like this hiccup in the system. It just it seems like he's a trailblazer. He was ahead of his time that he saw the white supremacy movement <laughs> and he totally knew that people would start voting fuck? for hate. And he really yeah. was. I mean, he was the wrong kind of trailblazer, but he really <laughs> was. He was like, hey guys, we fuck? could actually be openly racist and openly like fucking be full of hate. Yeah. And you could win. And it's crazy because when people now call you out, see, this is the thing that, see, because uh, people who go furry, they make mistakes. And everybody else, they were looking at people like Jim Condit Jr. and all these, uh, <laughs> David Duke, and they're like, okay, you know, the media called him out as a racist. What do we do now? The media is a fucking liar. They're the one, they're protecting child uh, molesters, all this stuff, that hashtag save the children, all that stuff. Yeah. They've gotten smarter. So now they smear the journalists. It's like, oh, it's either it's outright lies that, oh, uh, you know, this videotape was doctored, uh, you know, were, you know, uh, yeah. part of this uh, group that's uh, QN that's going to save America, all this stuff. They've gotten smarter, dude. And the thing is, I don't think the media, I don't think, you know, the left, I don't think the general public that don't believe in that shit is sadly up to the challenge of beating back. Because I'll be honest with you, at this point, Q is way more dangerous than Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump's old. I mean, he's going to fucking die within the next 10 years. So what and is stuff. QAnon just, you know, for our listeners? What is QAnon? If you well, it basically started, it was Pizzagate. I, if 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 that's wow. what I if if I'm correct there, basically started somebody basically went on there and who knows who the fucking person was, but he claimed that he was in the U.S. government and that you know he had all this. Basically, he was pretty much kind of saying he was like Edward Snowden. I got all this information. I'm gonna leak it. The thing is, is that's bullshit. What <laughs> what Elizabeth Warren or Elizabeth? <laughs> uh, sorry, Edward Snowden. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Edward Snowden did. Yeah, I'll get <laughs> first time, first time you'll hear Elizabeth Warren and fucking uh, Edward Snowden get fucking mixed up. <laughs> My dumbass. But no, okay. So he's basically claimed that you know these pizza joints that when you say pizza, it actually means. Um, you know, hey, you know, I want, like, pepperoni. It's really like, hey, I want a, a, a fucking little kid. I want to fuck a little kid. Yeah. And it grew from that. And my whole thing about Q is, is that, one, I don't believe it, but also, two, I just happen to notice that all the people that love to fuck kids are all Donald Trump haters. They're part of the never-Trumpers. It's like, you know, it's Kevin not Spacey. like... It's not Mike Pence. It's not like... Pick a random senator. Uh, not Well, Mitch McConnell's not random, but Rob Portman. Let's say yeah. Rob Portman. Rob Portman won't be on these supposed lists, but Sherrod Brown, he's sucking and fucking at all these preschools. And it just seems like after a while, when everybody you're attacking just so happens to be Democrats and just so happens to be the media, journalists, it just rings hollow. It's just like it's a bunch of Republicans that just, you know, yeah. want to be like, I, I think what it's trying to lay down is the reason, and I, I never thought I'd say this, but I really truly think it's the reason to spark violence, to go out and kill Democrats, because we're not killing you because we disagree with you. We know that you are a child molester and that you're involved in the sex trade 
and you must be murdered. I feel like it is trying to justify the stupid people to go out there and try to spark a, se uh, a second civil war. You know what I mean? Because you can't just sit there and be a baby and be like, oh, my guy didn't win. But when it's not just when it's not just Democrat and Republican, but it's good versus evil, that's scary because there is an increasingly amount of Republican, especially Trump supporters, that see the Democratic Party not as just the opposition, the the quote unquote left wing party in this country. Yeah. They see them as child fuckers. They see them as people who want to fucking take every picture of Jesus and burn it. They, you know, they want, you know, they want to get rid of cousin fucking. They How want much you to money like, would I make if I wrote a book, if I ran for Congress, pulled a petition, burned yeah. a picture of Jesus, and wrote a book about it? Like, you think I'd make some money? Oh, yeah, you could probably definitely, bet, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. If I burned a picture of Jesus? I mean, yeah. If it, I go down to the Alexander Hamilton statue in downtown Hamilton, it's like, I am Clint Combs, a Democratic nominee for the congressional office in Ohio's 8th District. And before I talk to you about Warren Davis, here's a picture of Jesus. I'll fucking set that fuck on fire. I'll tell you something right now. Brian Hester will unblock you just so he can block you again. <laughs> He'd be like, unblock? Blocked again, motherfucker. He would uh, double block you. I mean, Blue Butler would like extend like this great, you know, fucking day at the... Uh, Fucking fuck Clint Combs day for real. Yeah, I, but I know David Pepper. Is you like would get, dude. You would be on CNN really? just for the act of burning a picture of Jesus. And that's the thing. The Republican and Q and Trump knows that they say crazy like, shit because they you know the it gets Amendment. more people. First Amendment. Yeah, and then just Brenton and have been. You realize. I possibly could have won. I sat there and debated Warren Davidson in two debates. That other debate, I was on the side. I was on the, I think I was on the far left. I was on the far left. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and Warren was in the middle, and fucking Condit was in the on the far right. I don't like real life. I don't like real life. I never realized Warren Davidson, that. you're yeah. a moderate. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> so we'll anyway, you a moderate. if I would have got up, just after, if I would have say, I would took the mic and be like, I want to make a patty point right here. And I just got up, unbuckled myself, and just shit, right on the fucking stage. Do you realize how much press I would have got? That would have been on CNN, MSNBC. I would have had my own record deal, my own oh, book deal God. and shit. I Man, I should have. Dude, I wish I would have ate White Castle before I fucking went to the like, base. Chuck Todd would fucking, you'd be on Chuck Todd. I would ask you so many questions about Chuck Todd. Yeah. Like, it's Chuck Todd, meet the press. David Gregory's no longer with us. <laughs> we go over to Shitgate in Hamilton, Ohio. <laughs> Do you think shitting on the stage what? disqualified okay. him? <laughs> okay, so I can't. So if I'm running for Congress, I can't like. I'm trying to get press attention. I can't make fun of a voter's dead parents. I can't like if I claim that your cancer was fake. That mm -hmm. doesn't get me press. What gets me press? If I if I tweet as a congressional candidate and say like. Oh, oh! You need to file a police report against the guy I'm running against. Yeah. Like, what is it that I think the only way he would get any press 
as if he fucking called a press conference, but nobody would probably show up to the press conference. You'd have to get Michael Pittman to somehow show up, you know. John Gum. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 the weather's over here. It's getting hot. Getting hot over uh, here. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting real pissed off. He would have to probably post it on his Twitter account. He would run in 2022 and make a video of him shitting. But it couldn't just be a shit on the floor. He would yeah. have to shit on a cat. He would have to shit on an animal, so that would be like a big conspiracy, uh, big uh, controversy, and you'd have PETA after him. And then he would go on there, be, uh, you know, he'd be wearing a fur coat, and he'd look right in the fucking uh, camera, just like Herman Cain did, and he'd be like, fuck animals. <laughs> I just don't, like, how do you... He wouldn't have to advertise on Pornhub. I swear, the first congressional candidate to run on Pornhub is going to get so much exposure. God, I'm helping somebody. I'm helping Trump and somebody with their future uh, political career right now. Is that all you got to do? Like, what if I ran for like Fairfield mayor as a Republican? There you go. Like, and like, be like I'll, I'll beat the problems. You know. <laughs> I just do. I just like upload like my campaign video to Pornhub. Well, what yeah, and do it? some advertisement, do some like dick jokes and stuff like that. Like, you know, um, I, I'm I'm hard for the job, you know, rock hard and uh, ready to go. I don't know what, what, know what Fairfield, you know, uh, uh, Fairfield, more like Fuckfield. The grass is green. Do you like Bush here in Fairfield? Like, just like I don't know, like hairy videos. <laughs> no, this is getting really disgusting right now. What what the, what videos do I? No. I always love on Pornhub where it's like, yeah, there'll be like debate performances and shit like that. It's like Joe Biden fucks the shit out of uh, Paul uh, Paul Ryan, which he totally did, you know, but it's funny to actually see. Have you ever oh, gone yeah. on Pornhub and searched uh, Ben Shapiro? There's so many of them where it's like, Ben Shapiro takes a shit in his libtard's mouth and completely tits fuck him. It's, it's hilarious. There's so many like videos of Ben Shapiro on there. So that's like which by the way, Ben Shapiro, he talked okay, there's a song called Wet Ass Pussy, uh uh WAP, I guess yeah, that's what it's called, Wet Ass Pussy. And like Ben Shapiro porn videos. But right, right there yeah. gets destroyed by Big Black Cock. That's BBC. I thought that was British Broadcasting Channel. It is British Broadcasting Channel. Uh, fucking way <laughs> Whoa, that woman needs to... Oh, guys. Whoa. She needs uh, some guidance there. <laughs> this really should have been a video podcast. <laughs> uh, this is the first... Oh, God. This is so good, too. He got super pissed off at this uh, Ben Shapiro. But uh, I hope my, my roommates that live with me do not walk in my bedroom right now. <laughs> okay, to set the scene right now, we got Ben Shapiro. He's looking down. That smirk he always has. And then there's this woman who's just riding the shit out of this dildo and just sucking on it until she like almost pukes. Uh, it's, it's pretty wild right there, too. Whoa, look at that. That's wild. But yeah, that, that, it just goes to show it's crazy how the British elected uh, Boris Johnson because they look at our politics and think we're crazy. And then they, I mean, Boris Johnson is not as crazy how as Donald Trump. How is Canada Trump's not crazy. as crazy as we are? They got well, like, they're actually educated. They funded their education system. Yeah, but Brit, the Brits, they have public education too. They have universal education. Yeah, that is care. true. I really don't understand what happened. I guess it's, I, you know what I think why, it is? What is it? I is think Canada it's the old, I, they're, 
the British boomer, the BB. <laughs> the BB, man. The British boomers, man. That's why they're just like American boomers because I really think if you if the if we ban everybody like 60 up from voting, so all the boomers and shit like that, this country would get way more liberal overnight. Um, you know, you just have the generation uh what are they? The generation X before the millennials. Yeah. You'd still have them. I mean, they're kind of no offense to them, but they haven't really fucking really done much, you know. Um, yeah, and I hate to say it, but the millennials, fuck, man, we're like beaten to submission. It's, it's really the young people coming up generation, uh, is that Z? Um, you know, uh, this generation coming up, they're really uh, out there supporting Black Lives Matter and, you know, uh, protesting and stuff. And it gives me hope, but, you know, I had hope for our generation, too, and it looks like we pretty much kind of gave up. No, I'm looking at the political parties in Canada. Oh, yeah, there's three big ones. There's uh, the New Democratic Party, the Liberal Party, and the Conservative Party. And then there's a bunch of fringe, little, small parties like uh, like the the Green. Yeah, that's in Montreal. Uh, Outside of the Bloc. Do you think they run Montreal? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Conservatives and Liberals, they're lucky to get seats in in, uh, Quebec. So these two parties are probably like the two biggest parties. Yeah, Conservative Party is the Republican Party. Liberal Party is the Democratic Party. And the New Democratic Party is probably the Green Party. Really? But then again, they have a Green Party there. The uh, what would the new Democratic People's be? Party would probably be the Libertarian Party there. I'm trying, like I said, the Liberal Party is still more liberal than the Democrats. But here's the thing: the NDP, the New Democratic Party, yeah. is to the left of the Liberal Party. So, oh, Tommy Douglas founded that yeah. party. Oh yeah, Tommy Douglas it's super was liberal. Guy, yeah, he's the guy that created universal health care up in Canada. Yeah, yeah, it was founded in the '60s. Yeah, they're super, super, super liberal. Uh, the NDP. Like, if I, if I was a Canadian, I would support the NDP. I wouldn't support the they... Liberal Party, you know? Wow. Unless I, I, you know, the conservatives were going to win. It's like, well, you know, the Liberal uh, person running, you know, willing to make some uh, concessions, I'm willing to uh, consider should voting I, for them. Should I move to yeah. Canada? That's the question. I've looked at it. I really have. I've looked at it, you know? I've saw it, you know, I Canada be is like, not bad. I, I want to sound like a hypocritical, like, conservative Republican. God damn it. If Joe Biden wins, I'm moving to Canada where they're more left than Biden. I isn't that isn't that weird that they said I always, that I love I love when Republicans like back when Mitt Romney lost to Obama in twenty twelve and then McCain lost to uh, Obama four years before that and he had all these Republicans saying that, that I'm moving to Canada and it's like, well good luck in Canada, dude, because you're if you don't think you're gonna like Obama you're definitely not gonna like universal healthcare. They're not gonna like. They wouldn't even like Prime Minister Harper. Yeah, Prime yeah. Minister Harper's like to the left of Biden. Yeah, sometimes. I'll be honest with you. He pretty much is. Yeah, they both agree. You know, they're both uh, corporate whores when it comes to big oil. I'll say that. You know, uh, you know Biden. He unleashed. Uh, you know, unveiled uh, about two months ago a, a pretty uh, surprising. Um, you know. Uh, policy uh you know uh, a policy plan for the environment and, and combating uh global warming uh but i highly doubt it actually um happens but anyway uh because we're already where are we right now we're an hour and 22 yeah. minutes so we should wrap this up and we'll keep talking about canadian politics and stuff but uh clint i, I don't want to really give you prediction because 
I, I want us to hopefully we can do this show every uh, Tuesday and we'll follow the uh, election from here on out because we got about I believe 11 weeks until um, the uh, November election so um, what are you watching for? Are you going to watch any of the Democratic uh, convention? Are you going to listen to Biden's speech or Bur uh, um, Obama or anybody? I wonder what's going on in Canada right now. That's what, That's I'm what you're doing. wondering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the Canadian. I'm watch the CBC. Well, before we sign off, me and Clint wants to give a uh, big shout out to uh, Frank Mann, Ryan Bowen, and Frank Mann's. Uh, Parrot Couchy, uh, who's uh, was in surgery. He we so I, we saw Couchy. He was on Twitter and he posted uh, the scar he got from uh, his operation. So we wish uh, wish um, Couchy all the best in his uh, recovery because you have to be a real hateable piece of shit on Twitter to not get one person wishing you you know uh, best wishes in your recovery from surgery you know what I mean oh, yeah or if you're on Facebook and, and you think you got sick and then like you like run a campaign and then like you're like yeah you're like oh man I got sick felt like I got hit by a truck and then you have and your... he caught COVID at the same time yeah wow oh that's yeah. so crazy no one offered any condolences fucking yeah. assholes no assholes. sympathy at all yeah. yeah you're some hateable pricks out yeah. there but anyway, for Clint Combs, I'm Corey Foister. This was episode 134, Read, Run, Resist. Uh, also, by the way, check your uh, voter registration. Make sure it's up to date. Uh, oh, I might, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about working at the polls um, during Election Day. That would be great. That would um, be awesome. Um, I just don't want to work on Election Day, so I'm going to work at the polls on Election Day. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's also, no, nah, to be honest, it's actually really good. Someone told me it's like a really good thing oh, to yeah. do. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I've never worked the polls, uh, you know, but I, I was a election stringer where I reported uh, results to the AP. So uh, AP will actually pay you, and if you're a poll worker, uh, the, uh, I don't think it's the county, I think the state, the state will pay you. So uh, look into it because you can make, uh, you know, some some few extra bucks there so but anyway for clint combs this is Corey foister episode 134 of next generation america read run resist thanks for listening to next generation america please subscribe to the show on the podcast platform you're using and check us out online at nextgenerationamerica.com subscribe to our youtube channel for great video content that is youtube.com slash soaring jet contact the show at nextgenerationamerica.com slash contact you can find out more about me by visiting coreyfoister.com if you're into sports please check out the win streak a sports podcast i do i also do another podcast called a whole ass mess until next time read run and resist